0: Today on Comtalk, we're talking about Werewolf by Midnight.
1: clicks oh. what is going on? We have received a signal from a new area on the planet,
0: Ikari. Alright, let's see what the planet has for us today.
1: Opening forms in 3, 2, 1... <laughs> Hello and welcome to Com Talk, the podcast extension of Geek Devotions, the show from devoted geeks who are devoted to letting people know that they are loved. I am Celeste, and this is episode one forty-six. Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> so, how many more episodes? Four more episodes, and we hit one fifty. Yeah, we should do something when we hit two hundred.
0: We should. You're absolutely right. We talked about doing something when we hit one forty-two. That just didn't happen.
1: No. <laughs> I no. think that was
0: one of our. It was actually one of our geekcon recap episodes yeah i
1: think it was Which is that's cool so also side note the bottom shelf has been a part of the world for a year yeah right it how is crazy a is year it you're old
0: how crazy is it it's been a whole year since the team and i came together to form the bottom shelf we have we have watched some interesting films why did
1: i picture y'all those magical girls
0: i don't know celeste like
1: Come together to form the bottom shelf. And I just see y'all being like...
0: I think more tokusatsu, Power Rangers type. More than magical girls. I
1: mean, same transformation sequences though.
0: Less pretty pretty.
1: (laughs) Are you saying that Branson and Poofy are not pretty pretty? Yes. (laughs) Poofy is adorable.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh. So... Well, like Celeste, said, like Celeste said, I can say words, uh, it is episode 146, and um, we thought we'd talk about a couple things today. We're going to talk about uh, Werewolf by Midnight, give our thoughts on it, and then we're going to have a commercial break, and then at the end of the commercial, uh, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about this whole genre thing uh, that Marvel's got going on, because they're they're branching out, and I'm, I'm kind of here for that, so... Yeah. Let's get into the conversation. Werewolf by Midnight. Celeste, for those who don't know what's happening, what is Werewolf by Midnight?
1: Werewolf by Midnight is a 55-minute long special presentation by Marvel. Mm -hmm. And it is interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I honestly can't tell you the name of the main characters. Jack. Jack, that's right. Jack. I just remembered Ted.
0: (laughs) jack russell oh that's that's
1: bad that's real bad
0: there's gonna be some spoilers in this for you guys so if you don't want spoilers turn this podcast off right now because uh in three two one the reason why it's bad is because jack russell is is the the werewolf
1: werewolf. (laughs) so jack russell terrier (laughs) Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the dad joke though didn't catch that last night when we were watching it i
0: didn't either i didn't catch it till today i'm curious if like when they because this is based off of a comic book this is an established character from back in the day mm-hmm. and um and i i kind of skimmed through it um a little bit earlier today the actual comic itself it's interesting and um but i can't help but wonder if that was part of a part of the joke like hey you know be funny
1: Name him Jack Russell.
0: Right, because he's a terror.
1: <laughs> Jeez, somebody had too much fun with that. I
0: feel like Branson was on this writing team. This was came out like the original comic came out in nineteen seventy
1: two. Steve was on the original writing team. Steve
0: was on part of the original writing team, so
1: <laughs> Branson wasn't around yet. Steve was definitely there.
0: Right. So this whole story is it's again like so I said, this is kind of a one off special but it is in the mcu Mm -hmm. um this is them starting to kind of dip into their darker characters yeah um and this particular character again 1972 um the comic book history of this is that his family has been cursed the apparently generations back his family somehow got involved with dracula and his great grandfather got bit by a werewolf and thus the entire bloodline was cursed and he has over the years attempted to control it to keep from just going crazy with it mm-hmm. uh, through various measures. And he's worked with a lot of people. He's worked with um Man Thing, who we see in the in the show. Ted. He's, yep. He's worked with Blade. Uh yes, he's worked, I can see him
1: working with Blade.
0: He's worked with several uh characters over the years in that kind of that field, that air area.
1: I gotta wonder if this was Oh, Morbius. Morbius. Uh yeah, because Morbius is MCU, isn't he? Well, not no. MCU, he's Marvel.
0: He's Marvel. Uh. <laughs> Even though he's
1: not MCU. Um, I got to wonder if the reasoning for this hour special was people prepping, them prepping people for before Blade. Because yeah. you and I both know Blade is very different than most of the MCU. Right. Like, it's it's it, very...
0: Yeah, Different. it's it's darker again. This is the thing: is people don't realize that Marvel has this whole darker side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna get into a little bit of the, in the back end. Um, it's some of that, some of this. So I found out today, his family is responsible for discovering the pages that made up the book that Wanda and Doctor Strange fought over in Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, so
0: this guy's connected in like a lot of branches that are yeah. out there. But this whole story, this particular one that we saw, um, he is there's this the there's the the, the Bloodstone family mm-hmm. who controls the Bloodstone, which is this power that's known for fighting monsters, basically yeah. and the darker forces. Um, I has, was
1: vaguely aware of it in the Marvel yeah. comics. I'd
0: heard of it a few times, never gotten into it. Yeah. But, um, apparently the, the patriarch dies. And so they had to pass off the bloodstone to somebody. His daughter, Elsa, um, has disqualified herself from automatically inheriting it. Yeah. Cause she's ran off. Fun story about her. I found out she's immune to vampires. Oh, good. And so she her, could be
1: friends with Blade. Her
0: blood can turn vampires human. Yeah. That's, that's fascinating.
1: That's interesting. Why has Blade not bitten her?
0: Uh, I don't know. So anyways, so, um, <laughs> so his daughter Elsa is disqualified. And so they've organized this big hunt. And there's a big monster that they're going to release onto the grounds. Whoever wins, whoever kills the monster and reclaims the bloodstone, uh, gets to be the head of the organization, I guess. Yeah. And so, but it's one of those like Hunger Games situations. Only one survive. Not about Hunger Games? It's more like uh, Battle Royale type of things.
1: Battle Royale is Hunger Games that doesn't have a PG 13 rating
0: true it's what hunger games plagiarized so anyways (laughs) um (laughs) but uh it's kind of one of those situations it's every man for themselves man and woman for themselves trying to win the prize and you have jack and from the get-go he's kind of this like he you could tell he's not the bloodthirsty hunter like everyone else is yeah he's just doing his thing so he uh he gets out there and Come to find out he's friends with the monster. Ted. Ted. Who's Man-Thing. Who? Man-Thing. I've got some back history on Man-Thing. Oh, yeah. He is a character that was created. He's kind of got this whole mystical thing. He's mm-hmm. one of the few characters that can kind of just pop into the multiverse stuff. So, like, uh, during the What sense. If series, the Watcher was paying attention to his area, apparently. Oh. And there was a couple scenes where he's, like, looking at the swamp area. Interesting. So, but he started off, because he was a scientist, he was trying to recreate the super soldier serum. Yes. Injected himself.
1: And became Man-Thing.
0: By falling into the swamp.
1: I know that he is Marvel's answer to Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they've done some differences with the two of them, mm-hmm. but they are basically parallels of each other.
0: Right. I'm curious though now, now that you've said that, which one came first? And so I'm looking it up. But so it turns out he's friends with the monster and he's trying to help him. And I guess Elsa's like just not having this mess. She doesn't want to be part of any of this stuff, but she wants what's hers. Yeah. And so they develop a kind of a truce. Yeah. Throughout the whole ordeal.
1: She doesn't realize he's a fan not a vampire the a werewolf. werewolf.
0: Yeah. So um so that's kind of a quick rundown i'm trying to be vague because i want you guys to to watch it yeah um what were your thoughts on this i
1: enjoyed it like i was not necessarily expecting to be like yes i'm all about this Mm -hmm. but it really fits the the spooky vibes that i've been into recently Mm -hmm. um and it was well done it felt like a classic horror movie
0: yeah a classic monster film from like 1940s and i
1: I love the creature features Mm -hmm. like i love frankenstein i love dracula i love all of the Mm -hmm. the things maybe not frankenstein i haven't seen it what am i thinking of the mummy Mm -hmm. i love the mummy um so it's, it's one of those things of I enjoy that style of movie, but at the same time, it was like taking the things that I love about the older movies mm-hmm. but putting it with a modern-day story pacing. Right. Because a lot of those creature feature movies are very, slow, very slow. And so this was not slow at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I was preparing to, like not have to focus too much to keep track because you can watch the original mummy. You can watch those older movies Mm -hmm. and not use your full attention to, to hang on to the plot. Mm -hmm. Um, but it, it moved pretty quickly. Oh
0: yeah. Very quickly. It didn't feel
1: rushed, mm -mm. but it moved. The storytelling was quick enough that it was intriguing.
0: I feel like it was a good hybrid of modern storytelling with classic monster, um, filmography, uh, this was done in black and white. The camera angles were classic styles of how they used to do um, those old horror movies from like like there's a scene where Elsa is in the cage and Jack is transforming. And you see mm-hmm. this lighting like flashing behind him. And all you see is him transforming but it's just a shadow mm-hmm. and, and she, her reaction, her reaction to it. And then you had this amazing pan shot, not pan shot. Um, I forgot what you call it. It was when you're tracking in, tracking this amazing track-in shot where they're zooming in on her specifically. Mm-hmm. And, but what they did though was great. It was this class style where you are tracking in, but zooming out at the same time. And so what that does is it creates this crazy effect where the person is still, but it feels like the background is transforming. Mm-hmm. It was really, really well done.
1: I appreciated the transformation because it, like, because I I watch for things like that. I was going okay. These are like still shots. Mm-hmm of him in the background mm-hmm. that they're doing like they're he's not legitimately transforming right in front of her but they're going shadow shadow and right. it was the the con- the pretty steady flashing but mm-hmm. it was really great because like we talked about when we talked about godzilla the 2014 one i like when they take a minute to show the monster yeah like it makes it better to me
0: absolutely and um they did that greatly. Yeah. I felt like the pacing was fun. I thought the story was good. I uh, also
1: liked the actress that plays Elsa, so right. I was a little biased towards her.
0: I get that. I get that. So, but overall, I felt like it was it was a fun viewing. Like there's some people like and I get um, there's a lot of people who they're very like we're not celebrating Halloween at all. We don't want to do anything with monsters. Totally get that. Yeah. Understand, respect that 100%. But if you are someone who likes creature features, mm-hmm. old school monster films, this may be one for you. Yeah. I think this may be one for you to to get together, turn off the lights maybe, get some yeah. hot chocolate. And some popcorn. Some popcorn. Again, it's only 55 minutes. I mean, you're in and out. And it's, it's pretty solid. It's pretty good. Yeah. So any other thoughts about it real quick?
1: I think that if you have a child who is into spookier things like monsters and you as a parent are okay with that, that mm-hmm. honestly this would be a good thing to show them. Yeah. Because.
0: Now we do need to put the this disclaimer there though. This is gorier than uh, than any other Marvel film that's out there. Yes. You did see blood thrown around. There was one scene where He's fighting uh it's these guards and the camera's tracking in and there basically there's blood hitting the screen.
1: Yeah, I was actually about to Oh, I'm sorry. talk about that.
0: I apologize.
1: <laughs> so, I was about to say it is it is bloody and that is something to take into account. Mm-hmm. Um though it's black and white, so for me personally mm-hmm. that makes it less impactful. Okay. L- less uh it it doesn't cuz you know me. I am not a huge fan of blood in movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, this
0: isn't like a, a, a slasher film. This isn't some no, Rob no, no, no. Zombie. You oh, know, no. everything's being cut up Saw style. But. but
1: there is some blood. There is some violence. So, I mean, take that into account. But it is definitely be, uh, much like the the classic monster feature movies Mm -hmm. it is very much something that as long as you're okay with all of those things and your child is okay with all of those things that this is a good thing to show your kids because there's no cursing there's no like everybody keeps their clothes on right so really enjoyable yeah
0: i enjoyed it so we thought we'd do a quick uh exercise um and that is this um if we were to do a quick devotion on this um, we're not; these aren't fleshed out these are off top of our head we just came up with this idea right before sitting down because we're in the middle of Adam's Family Devotion Month so yes. all our devotions are based off of Adam's Family we may flesh these out for articles later down the road Maybe. on the website but what would be a devotional thought process for you?
1: so for me it would be focusing on the relationship between Ted and uh, Jack mm-hmm. because Ted went to this event because or no not Ted. Jack. Jack went to this event because Ted was being held captive. Um, he went to help him. Right. And so he was there and everything happened because Ted had been captured. Mm-hmm. So then later you see Ted has come back to help Jack and he's a little late for the main action. Mm-hmm. But they give a a not an after credits scene but like a closing. Was it after credits? No. No, it's just closing scenes. Okay, they did a closing scene, and it showed Jack and Ted in the woods. There was a little thrown-together, covering, tent-type thing over Jack, and Ted was there, and he had made coffee, and and they were going to go get sushi. and <laughs> Kind of made me think about how, you know, we really need community in our lives. We yeah. need people there that we trust to be there when... You know, we've turned into a werewolf
0: when we, <laughs> we into a werewolf
1: when we have bad days. Trust them to see our crap. Yeah. So Ted was there for Jack, and Jack was there for Ted, and that's community. Mm-hmm. You can have that. We have a group of friends that we know would be there for us, no matter what.
0: Right. Totally. Uh,
1: so they've they've walked through with us for some not fun things and they've walked through with us for some fun things but we have that community and that's important as believers we're called to have that type of community Word. with each other because we're the body of Christ you know pending the rapture the <laughs> we don't have Jesus that we can directly go to like in person face to face we can pray but not like Touch him mm-hmm. and be like, This is going on, right? And him physically help you. So, as Christians, it is our responsibility to provide that for each other.
0: Totally, I like it. It's a good one. So, for me, my thought process there was a conversation that they had where, um, he had uh, he it reveals that Jack is a, a werewolf, and he's like, Look, it's fine, we got five days to to this. And he goes, I understand you're scared, but I, I work very hard. To make sure I don't cross a line, mm-hmm. he goes, you know, once a month I lock myself away for three days because his transformation lasts for three days, apparently. Hmm. And um, so that I don't harm anybody. So I don't go, don't do anything I shouldn't be doing. And um, for me, if I were to develop a, rela- a devotion based off of this, it would be dealing with the whole um, uh, flee from temptation, mm-hmm. resist the devil, and flee from temptation. Um, and it's a matter of we need to be cognitive of what, we, of what triggers us, what causes us to sin, what causes us to fall away from what God has for us and stay away from it. Yeah. Not not indulge in these things and be aware of, Hey, this is not good for me. I need to, I need to stay away from, it. and there's no shame. There's some people that they need to stay away from certain things in culture. They yeah. need to stay away from certain locations, probably maybe even some people, and we should not shame them Mm-mm. if they are taking care of their own triggers. And we may because we growing up, you know, I've seen I've met many people who, man, they have some very strict rules, yeah. very strict rules about certain things. And they got flack for it from people like, oh, you're just being ridiculous. Well, no, Th- those were strongholds in their lives mm-hmm. and they don't want to cross those borders. And so we need to be aware ourselves of our own stuff and take care of ourselves at the same time. Not be jerks towards people who are simply creating boundaries so they don't cross a line that they shouldn't be crossing yeah. into, and so that was my uh, that was, that's what I would develop a thought, uh, a devotion off of, yeah. So, if you guys have seen uh, werewolf by, by night, what would you do? Like, for reals, like, what, what would what you guys would create? Your
1: devotion
0: be, yeah, reach out to us, let us know. So, we're gonna take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back. We're gonna be talking about this whole genre, um explore exploration of genres within the mcu that's being that's taking place right now which Mm -hmm. of course this is a genre piece this is a a, a classic horror uh creature feature Mm -hmm. so we're going to talk about that on the back end of this break this podcast is a proud member of culture box whether you enjoy geeky reviews comedy
1: or original fiction you can open up the culture box and find something excellent for
0: your soul Point your web browser to culturebox.media.
1: In a world where live-action movies reign supreme, two awesome dudes are keeping things animated. If you want to hear a couple of animation nerds gush about the movies they love,
0: then hop, run, or fly on over to The Cellcast. Available on most podcast platforms. All right, and we're back from a break. Um, We're uh, stepping into another conversation here, and that is just genres. The genres are taking place. Do we like it? Do we not like it? What's happening? Because I feel like, and correct me if if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. Phase 4 seems to be leaning heavier into creating more genre of playing with stuff. Because there's a stigma about um, all Marvel movies are just the same. Yeah. in fact they so much so they made fun of that and called it out in the season finale of She-Hulk, of She-Hulk which spoiler for that if you guys haven't seen it but um, uh, this whole like they all in the same they're all the same thing and um, so there seems to be this shift that's taking place um, and just kind of a real quick glance at some of the stuff that we have Black Widow I feel like was the start of it where they tried to do this spy thriller mm-hmm. it was still not quite
1: if they had i i feel like that movie would have been better had they done it Mm -hmm. closer to the time frame it was set Mm. um because it just needed to be done and and there could have been some grace for the storytelling not being as well done because at that point it was a side story not Mm -hmm. a we finally have a black widow movie
0: right exactly and
1: everything's gone to crap
0: yeah and then shang chi was a i mean it was legitimately a martial arts film
1: oh yeah i loved shang chi
0: um i'm not really sure how to classify way Eternals was um <laughs> kind of a sci-fi drama
1: yeah i'll give you that
0: spider-man the spider-man movie was a basic marvel film in my opinion yeah but then you have doctor strange
1: doctor strange was light horror yeah like it's, I'm not a horror person, so that's why I say light horror,
0: mm-hmm. but it
1: definitely had the strange and unusual vibes, right?
0: It was a, I mean, when it came out, a lot of people were joking. It's basically Army of Darkness 4. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi made a horror film within the MCU. Um, it, did, it tracked, it was actually pretty good yeah. up until you got the end. At the end, it was a basic uh, Marvel film, yeah. But it, they're starting to explore these genres. Uh, on the Disney Plus side, you had Wandavision, which yes. played with many genres.
1: Yes, a lot of the the Wandavision though was was I would consider it more sci-fi mm-hmm. because even though it's more into the fantasy than the the science fantasy, it's more like urban fantasy mm-hmm. um, because of everything that was going on.
0: Yeah um falcon and winter soldier um that was more of your um ground level social commentary drama type of thing but again into like every other marvel thing uh i'm not sure how to classify loki what if was just several genre conversations yeah uh miss marvel
1: loki would be fantasy
0: yeah i can see that miss marvel i know people complain about miss marvel but because it was just so different. Mm-hmm. But that was them trying to target young people like. Yeah. Like teenagers like that was a pretty decent Marvel teenager show.
1: It was like if Marvel did Freeform, mm. which is the old um ABC family. Yeah. They they took the family name off of it because some of their stuff is more teenage drama. Than, right. Than what people consider family but, <laughs> yeah like i could see this being on Freeform.
0: yeah totally hawkeye uh again this was one of those ground level fight type of things uh she hulk was supposed to be more of a comedy yes. in my opinion i know some people had some issues with it and i'm not saying she hulk was great i thought it was enjoyable i had fun watching it
1: as a she hulk fan i loved it yeah um, it very much held to how the comics are written. Like, mm-hmm. not everything was fantastic about it, but mm-hmm. even with my love of the comics, the comics are not the best ones out there. I just love them. Like, but they're not terrible either. Right. It's a very different side of the world.
0: Yeah, I can see that. But like, like there were some pacing issues with the mo- with the show itself. Yeah, I could see that. Now, what people were complaining about, the twerking and stuff like that. You've never read a She-Hulk comic, in my yeah. opinion. If that was your big complaint, you've never read She-Hulk, I get it, it's fine. You were expecting something like like early MCU. Mm-hmm. But I think they're making a change here. I think they're trying to do varied uh, genre conversations. Yeah, uh, I really believe that the Secret Invasion... That they have coming out.
1: I think that's going to be good.
0: I think so too. And I think it's one of, one of those spy thriller styles of storytellings. Yeah. And I'm here for it. I think that D- Mar- DC, not DC, Disney as a whole is trying to experiment with some stuff. Oh yeah. I know that there's a lot of, they're getting a lot of blowback because there is a stigma. There is a mindset to what Disney is. Mm-hmm. And, but now they're stepping into some other stuff using their different properties. Yeah. And people are like, no, that's that's not what Disney's... Well, I get it. But that is what Disney's trying to do. They're trying to expand out to be different genres of storytelling.
1: Well, and the reality is, is that from a business mindset, it makes sense for them to diversify. Mm-hmm. It makes sense for them to try to reach different people. Mm-hmm. Um, they took over the Star Wars Franchise and think about it, what you might—it's become popular again. Mm-hmm. I would say that that even helped the surge of geekiness being acceptable and being mainstream. Sure, because Disney has a formula of how they do things as far as promoting and toys right. and whatnot. And while those movies are not the best mm-hmm. in the entire series they are enjoyable but
0: they also were the ones produced the great shows that we've had oh yeah um but again even with that like in this recent year like the most recent star wars mm-hmm. things we had star wars visions which was them dipping their toes into some anime style mm-hmm. they we have andor which is basically a social uh, not social a political um drama
1: it's jason born in space it
0: really is and so Disney is pushing this idea of let's play with different genres of storytelling, mm-hmm. which I'm here for. Now, are they executing it right all the time? I don't think so. I think they're they're having to work that out.
1: The problem is, is that we expect perfection. That's true. We expect them to not mess up our favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And you can't expect that, especially considering they are trying different things. Disney has never tried to do the things that they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they have their animated movies that everybody knows and loves. Yeah. They have the Disney Channel. They're just trying to broaden what they're doing. But as you do that, there's mm-hmm. going to be some things. And in the age of the internet, You know, it's not like we're home watching the Disney channel and we're like, oh, this show Mm -hmm. and we click off and don't talk about it. We're just more aware that there's other people with the opinions like
0: us. Sure. Now, we're not Disney apologists. We're not hyper Disney fans or anything like that. I want to make sure that's understood. Like I keep uh, take it or leave it. Not really a big. fan. I don't watch anything Disney really outside of some of the stuff connected to the MCU and some Star Wars stuff. I do. You but, do, but you're more of a Disney fan than I am.
1: I'm also a musical fan. Yeah. And so, like, I enjoy the musicals. I enjoy the the cartooned movies. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just because that's what I grew up on. <laughs> so, I'm going to...
0: You're going to enjoy that.
1: I'm going to enjoy that. But at the same time, I'm not a Disney can do no wrong
0: yeah. person. Like, oh, they can
1: do wrong. They can do wrong. They can mess up and... They, they have in the past and I've gone okay well let's see what happens now yeah because nice. I'm much more of a wait-and see person
0: yeah exactly so but I, I'm excited to see that we are starting to play with genres um werewolf by night it's a genre piece it's a it's a horror film
1: I would be intrigued to see them draw that side of things into Mm -hmm. the main world Mm -hmm. i could see elsa bloodstone meeting up with dr strange you know i could see her needing to be a thing yeah or rather see her team up with wanda
0: yeah that's the thing though is if if you're looking at marvel like we did comic books Mm -hmm. you have your books that were all just there every so there was a crossover event and you're like okay what's this what's that and you needed to kind of be aware of that the thing that they need to be aware of as they're creating these different genre pieces and the mcu is spreading so vibrantly mm-hmm. is what they do needs to be like anybody can walk in and enjoy it without having to worry about everything yeah if you're aware of everything you're cool you're like okay you know that's cool i like this not like this time but this needs to be a self-contained story And that's the thing that Disney is going to have to be aware of as they create these different genre pieces. Yeah. Because. because, Well, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but (laughs) there are people who will not go see Doctor Strange and will not see uh, Werewolf by Night because they don't like horror. Yeah. There are people who will not go see certain things because they don't like those genres of storytelling.
1: Yep. There's people who I legitimately think did not like Miss Marvel because they don't like Freeform. They don't like that style of storytelling Mm -hmm. because I saw a lot of comments talking about how it was immature. Yeah. Well, that's what they were gearing it towards. So you have to, again, keep that in mind.
0: Exactly. So, well guys, we want to hear from you guys. What are your thoughts about this genre? What genre of storytelling would you like to see, uh, done within the MCU? What show would you like to see? And what genre, what movies, Uh, reach out to us and let us know. So, Celestia, any last thoughts on on this whole conversation? No,
1: I think I'm good.
0: All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Um, You can reach out to us on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just look for Geek Devotions. Um, With the whole conversation about the monster stuff, I do want to say this. I I want you guys to check out Gospel by Gaslight because this, uh, Werewolf by Night, man i think branson needs to watch this i agree this is right up his alley with this whole things that he's creating over there but gospel of gaslight is a great uh story podcast audio drawn podcast you guys need to check out so celestia any uh final thoughts or any uh thing you want to promote
1: um nope i'm good
0: <laughs> okay well guys thank you so much for being part of everything we got going on here uh check our website geekdevotions.com for all your information about stuff, all of our different podcasts and everything else. Celeste, why don't you land this plane for us, babe?
1: Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Calm Talk today. If you have loved this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. So until next time, stay devoted.
0: Peace and love.